Okay, hello. Um, it's been a while. Hello to another episode of Movie Chats 101. Sorry it's been so long. Uh, work has been absolutely insanely busy, uh, so I've just been dealing with that. Uh, today, I will let you know initially, just so you don't continue listening and uh, get any spoilers. Today, we are going to be talking WandaVision. We're going to be talking the whole series. There will be spoilers. So if you've seen WandaVision, awesome. Continue listening. Uh, if you haven't, stop right here right now. Go uh, on Disney Plus, go and borrow your friends Disney Plus uh, and watch WandaVision in full. Come back, click play, continue listening. Um, okay, so today uh, I am joined by uh, two guests, two regular guests. Um, I've got Alex. Hello. And I've got Taylor. Howdy doody. Um, so I can safely say that, I mean, I love my Marvel, but I can safely say that I'm not as big a fan as you two in regards to knowledge, in regards to the comic books. I don't know much about the comic books. I know like signature moments, uh, but I love, I love my Marvel films. I love the MCU. I think it's really good. Minus Thor 2, which we don't talk about. <laughs> we, we put it under the carpet. I tried to watch it the other day and I couldn't bring myself to press play on the remote. So I just watched Thor Ragnarok and had the be- best fucking time in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, WandaVision, guys. Yes. First thoughts. First thoughts. So, um, so WandaVision was a sleeper hit for me. Uh, I, I was going to watch it. MCU, you've got me locked in. You've got you've got my attention. Um, and then it just just it was like a it was like watching a mountain. So at the start you got the lower slope. And you're like, okay, where is this kind of going? And then you hit your peak. And then for me, there was a drop, but it wasn't a substantial drop. Um, it, it surprised me how much I really got into it, and uh, the whole weekly format—it it felt like going back in time when we had to wait, you know, yep. weeks for a new episode. Uh, very nostalgic with our, you know, binge-worthy content generation that we're in at the moment. It was a nice flashback, but also it also reminded me how much I love binge content because the next episode's there. But yeah, that I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it was just a different experience, you know? Mm. Yeah. 100%. Alex, what do you think? I mean, I think out of all of the Marvel shows that have been announced, WandaVision was kind of either like in the top three or even the top of my list to watch. Like I was so excited for it. I love uh, Wanda and Vision, two of my favorite characters in the whole of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So them just having a show about them two was like basically dream world for me anyway. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was blown away. I was up at 8am every Friday, (laughs) 8am on the dot, literally to watch the new episode. And then obviously I'd always hate myself afterwards and be like, I've got to wait another seven days for this now. Oh, like God. Um, but you know, it it completely captivated me for the entire time. I mean, you know, some of the episodes were just uh, quite short, but still, it you know it felt like the most amazing it felt it really felt like an event like mm. you know it's not it's like nothing we've experienced within this universe before yeah. um and for it to be like because i know they never intended for one division to be the first one to come out it was meant to be falcon and the winter soldier yeah. before uh, covid and everything um but the fact that they were like you know what 
fuck it, we'll we'll put one division out first, we'll take the risk. I mean, it paid off in draws, yeah, in my opinion. Absolutely. Just, watch, just watching social media after every yeah. episode, it was electrifying. Yeah. It's just everyone was talking about it. Everyone was excited. Everyone had their own it, theories about it. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe a bit too much. Too yeah, many theories. Too many theories. <laughs> I think if this is what we're due to get from the TV shows on Disney+, Plus not just i mean if we're going off the tv shows that we've got so far in regards to the mandalorian and wandavision off of disney then i'm excited for the future in all honesty oh, yeah. like i feel like the tv show this is where they're 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 really developing their their kind of stuff i am looking forward to the the next phase and in, in what we're going to get in the mcu i am a lot i'm a little bit mm, about blade a little bit because the rumors are it might be a 12 so i'm a little bit yeah. thrown off by that and that kind of mm, a, a bit like that for me but with tv shows as it goes this tv show um when I watched the trailer, I was like, I don't know what this is really going to be about. I don't know anything. They didn't give away anything in the trailer, which is, I think, perfect. So mm -hmm. I went in there completely blind. And the first episode uh, I watched with someone and they've not continued watching it because it, it put them off a little bit. But I yeah. am convinced them to go back and watch it. Uh, but I continued through it because I was like, I love the style. They like doing a homage to like old style kind of American TV sitcom sort of, you know, from the, from the first one to, and I thought that was really good. I was wondering where they're going, but I was wondering, are we going to get a backstory to this? Why is this like this? And I thought personally, I think the backstory that we got for it, I know it's in the later episodes and we are going to talk episode by episode, but the backstory got from it um, in regards to bringing together the whole uh, Tony Stark's bomb and the story of, them watching it, uh, you know, linking it back to Age of Ultron, which is very hard to do because there's loads of there's loads of things that are missing from future MC, MCU films that were mentioned in Age of Ultron. Mm. Obviously, they went a different direction, didn't they? Not Josh Whedon's kind of uh, vision. But I, I loved it. I was blown away. I'm not even a massive... Um, I'm not even like a, I, 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 like I don't know much about my you know comic books or anything like that, but there were certain parts in it where I saw and I was like, oh my god, I know what that is. That's 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 a reference right there. I understand that reference. <laughs> that's the kind of thing I got from it, really. You're like yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio in the chair in Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, uh, 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 like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest. What yeah. Wonder Maximoff? Uh, since Age of Ultron, it's very opposite to Alex. Uh, could not give a shit about her. Mm. I thought she was cool. Um, I don't know why her accent kept changing, but you know, her powers were cool. Uh, she was OP. Vision didn't really, you know, care, but but after WandaVision and after episode, what well, I think it was episode eight, the episode, oh, Is it I was the Halloween episode. Uh, no, the one after. So okay, yeah, breaking the fourth. Form. They they went from characters I couldn't care less about to characters I loved, and it was the exact moment where she's at that empty empty lot, looks at the thing to grow old in. Oh, I cried and I went, these characters I care about now, mm. and and that's the amazing thing about Marvel. They take characters that you know not many comic book fans are you know crazy about them, and then boom, they make you like them. That's why I'm excited for Moon Knight. Oh, See, I love this, Moon Knight is, already. this is the thing, isn't it, with the shows? And I mean, you know, Disney and Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm and all, you know, whatever, all the studios under under the Disney umbrella, what they have got with this, this, this streaming side of things where they can literally decide to make a series as short or as long as they want it to. It's an absolute goldmine because, well, you know, one of the things that, like you said, Marvel Studios 
really prides itself on and really does incredibly well on is its character development. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like um, the DCEU where we had two mm-hmm. films and we were expected to care about all these characters. You know, I we you know we met Iron Man ten, well more than ten years ago, like th- 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, you know, and his story was told over the span of like ten years, and with the TV shows, we're only just we're going to get more of that. It's the mm. the kind of, you know, because as well, there are so many characters in the MCU and it always kind of feels like, oh, well, that person's kind of being put on the back burner or, oh, I'd love to know more about that person. Well, we can because we've got these long form yep. TV shows where they can go in depth on the characters, where we do learn more about Wanda, we learn more about Vision, we learn more yeah. about their little little details and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's going to be really awesome. Yeah. I mean, if it's that, if like you say, if if one division in of itself is anything to go by, mm-hmm. everything else that we've got to look forward to is going to be just top notch. I've got to mention now. I think the standout for me in the series, uh, and I really do hope he gets his own series, is Randall Parker's uh, Jimmy Woo. It just for me, it just stand out. Like I thought he was good in Ant Man. It was it brought the kind of you know back and forth comedic value. For me, I really really liked his role in it. I don't feel like he got given enough. Yeah. screen time during the last couple of episodes but someone i saw a post on facebook someone saying i'd love to have like an x files kind of marvel tv show with uh randall park playing jimmy woo going around doing detective work on like superhero kind of stuff i'd love that that would be awesome i don't know that's my personal opinion he was a standout for me i i re- uh well minus obviously uh, elizabeth olsen and uh, paul bettany i just i thought he was i thought it was really good hmm I think that's a, you know, a really good thing as well, because when you've got a TV show with these characters that we already know and love and you're bringing in these side characters who, yeah, we've seen before, um, bar Monica um, as a grown up, obviously, um, yeah. it's kind of difficult and you kind of think, oh, well, maybe they won't be able to juggle all the characters around. But again, they all get their moments and, mm-hmm. you that's know, the choice of episodes, isn't it? Everyone it, gets their time completely 100 percent, yeah um and again just like dropping those little like pellets of you know this is where it's going to go in the future and Mm. oh are we going to see darcy again are we going to see woo again we're obviously going to see monica again you know it's it's just it's really good yeah they've they've lined some good stuff up i mean i do want to talk about the, the 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 villain for a little bit now uh the credit scenes Oh, 15 minutes is the biggest villain in that show. <laughs> yeah, it's oh not Agatha. God. It's the please stand by screen. Um, <laughs> I, I, I understand why they did it, though. Obviously, there's it, the, they basically put the same work into this TV show that they did in the yeah. movie, basically. So they have to give everyone well, their cue. I understand, actually. I, I, it's quite funny. Um, so on, obviously on Disney+, Plus because Disney+, Plus is a worldwide service, mm. um, and it goes to literally every country in the world, it has to have a plethora of dubs. Mm. Um, so what people don't realise is that about eight minutes of those credits are literally just casting credits of people voicing the, the episodes yeah. in their native language. Yeah. I realised it with... Um, so like when you go to a cinema and you see the credits, credits are about five, five to maybe six to seven minutes yeah. at max. But a soul that came out of Christmas... I realized that there was 20 minutes of credits and I was like, why the 20 minutes of credits? And then I realized the big chunk of it was just like 
all of the casting, all of like the dub credits at the end <laughs> of the film are from all the different countries that wow. they've released it to. Um, so yeah, so that that is the real villain, the dubs. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the ma- dub casts makes makes all the difference. But uh, yeah, no, the villain um, uh, with the actor uh, Catherine Catherine Hahn. There we go. Um, for me. Uh, the films, it's this, there's certain things that she's been in, certain things I've liked her in, but then I found that she plays very kind of similar kind of characters in a lot of her films. You get, you know, you get a lot of American actors that are very like that, but this... She's a wonderful comedic yeah. actress. She's in some great comedy films. Yeah. Um, and I think this this role definitely let her tap in to that, yeah. that which she's so good at. It's an interesting cast choice for that character because from the comic books, she's an old woman who's 10,000 years old. And they thought, you know what? She would be young. So let's go with a young actress. I I thought that was ballsy, but they could have gone old with it as well. They know she's coming back at some point. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I uh, kind of knew there was something off about her from the start. Um, and she played it so well. Yeah, um, they, they, they mean, threw you off a couple of times as well. Like I, I was definitely thrown oh, yeah. off. Definitely when Vision off. did the thing when she was in the car yeah, yeah. and she was playing along with him, that was a big throw off moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe not then. Like they, they tried to say, oh, maybe Dottie's behind this. No, Dottie's a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's something with, wrong with Quicksilver. No, he's just a boner joke. Uh, but we do have yeah, to sh- yeah, discuss crazy. that there. Yeah. That. So my, my initial opinion was when uh, she opened the door and only saw grey hair, my guess was it was Steve Rogers. And I thought it was Steve Rogers coming to talk to her to try and calm her down a little bit. And da, da, da. and I was like, do you know what? I'm kind of excited that it'd be Steve Rogers a little bit. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, that's maybe... Because there was at the time, there was that rumour that Chris Evans was coming back into the MCU. So I was thinking, oh, okay. oh maybe... Da, da, da. But then they did Quicksilver. And I was really happy about that. Uh I don't like where they went with it. Personally, I'm not no, a fan of where no, they went I'm with not it. A fan. I think they had uh, a really good opportunity there to do something with that. Yeah. I'll, play, I'll play devil's advocate on that Go one. On. Um, I didn't mind. I I understand the frustration, right? Yeah. I get that <clears throat> they let us theorize and go over and over and over and but the thing is, and, and this is where it ultimately comes down to, is that Kevin Feige does not make any decision lightly when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the fact that the showrunner, I think she's called Jack Schaefer, um, came to Kevin and was like, you know, we're going to do this. Um, I want to bring Evan Peters in. And the payoff is going to be a dick joke. Um, For Kevin Feige to say yes to that, it's very big deal. And I feel like, you know, he knows what he's doing. So in my opinion, like, yeah, but then again, like I said, I understand the frustration because we were theorizing week in, week out. They brought him in at the end of episode five, I think it was, or four. Mm. Um, yeah. I so he was there was, for yeah. like like a good... That that theory was just dating for a good three or four weeks, wasn't it? See, it's, it's difficult to have Evan Peters turn up, who has played Quicksilver in the X-Men universe, and everybody who's a Marvel fan knows that the next project coming out is Doctor Strange madness of the multiverse which would have brought in the x-men so we thought this is the moment this is going to be the domino that goes to the multiverse but it didn't and i i kind of it was kind of like oh but 
I almost think that's where the negative point of over theorizing comes into it because yeah. you know theorizing is all well and good i'm not going to stand here and say do not theorize because i That's do just fun. next person exactly yeah. it is you know yeah. it's good to theorize that oh that might be a multiverse thing but at the end of the day re, uh, uh, you know they did what they did it was a nice nod for any marvel fan because if there was one thing that people liked about the 20th century Fox X-Men movies, it was Quicksilver. Uh, yeah, absolutely. One of the They're probably the only thing that people yeah. liked. Well, yeah. Um, so it was a nice nod. It was a good bit of fan service to see him in it um, as this kind of, you know, Quicksilver type. We might have thought that he was Quicksilver yeah. or whatever, just uh, laying a bit of madness down in the Halloween episode. Yeah. And that, that's that. And it might, it might not come up again in the future. It probably won't. But if it does, it might be even more satisfying. Yeah, because there's, there's still people that are theorizing the fact that this is all misleading and it yeah. is actually is actually Quicksilver. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I don't know if you could, I don't know how you can hold on for hope for so long. Like, no, yeah, I just don't see it. It'd be very, very strange. Yeah. Maybe the multiverse corrupts people and their personalities are brought over. But yeah, it'd be, be a bit strange. And I think the last thing to say on this kind of over theorization side of things is that like, I think we all knew going into it, or at least from my perspective, we all kind of knew that these TV shows were going to be their own kind of bubbled things. They were going to lead into the film projects, but the point of them is to, you know, to kind of go deeper into these characters that we know and love and for them to shine. It's not, you know, it was never going to be a carriage or like a, a kind of, you know, a peddling for yeah. Mephisto to come in or the multiverse to be brought in or for Quicksilver to come from the, the X-Men universe. It was never, never, ever going to be that. And I think, because I know that there's been various stuff of, the showrunner and some of the, and the director, I think, and some of the other creatives on the show have been kind of backpedaling a little bit since the finale came out and been kind of like apologizing. And I, I just kind of feel like, no, you don't need, don't to, need apologize. to apologize. Like no, no. we, we, I mean, the majority of people loved it. If there's people still out there complaining that Mephisto wasn't in it, then do whatever you want to do. Don't carry on watching the, the MCU stuff. It, you know, it's your loss. And I personally think as its own thing, mm. as its own cut off thing, that will eventually lead into Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think it just is perfect. I do, I do as well. To be fair, I think um, I, I just, I like the structure that they had with with the show. Really, like it, it, it was structured very well because obviously we've got three episodes of a little bit of confusion, not really know what's going on. And then, you know, I want to talk about episode four for a little bit, when obviously we've got basically the whole kind of episode with with Monica. And that, do you know the thing I love about that is the snap uh, from Thanos is still a lasting effect in the MCU. Mm. Uh, and I think it will be for a while. And I like that because it's, because there's a lot that they can do with that. So opening up with that episode with uh, Monica's mother, obviously uh, not kind of, so her, her coming back into that room, uh, that was just a, a man. That's an emotional uh, start yeah. to an episode, isn't it? I am um, yeah. that. To be honest, if there is one thing I can pinpoint at being kind of maybe a little bit upset with 
or not something that I didn't agree with is yeah. the fact that they've killed off uh, Maria Rambo because I feel like she had so much more to give. Yeah. But then again, I also, you know, the film that we see her in is set in the 90s. Yeah. And yeah. by, well, it was 2025 when the when everyone came back. So that's like 35 years, isn't it? Mm. She's aged up a little bit and obviously would be a bit different. She was ill as well, yeah. 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 I'm excited with this cast choice, guys. I mean, what do you, what do you think? I think that they've they've. I don't know. I don't. I honestly, I can't say that I know her from anything previous. I'm going to have a look now, but I really like this casting choice. I'm looking she's forward great. to what she can do. She's the, really great. The the girl who plays Monica. She's she's in uh, if Bill Street can talk. If I'm correct, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think she yeah. was in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm no, happy about this. I'm excited. She's great, and the thing is, as well, is she's you know going forward, she's going to be a really big player, I think, in in the whole oh yeah universe. You know, photon, which we're all kind of theorizing is what she's become, her oh, yeah. superpowers and stuff. Um, she's like one of the most powerful people in the comics. Photon is so. See, the thing is that I I, I want questioned is that since Wanda put her hex down. Do, does she still have powers? Is it going through the hex had, had an av- av- everlasting effect, or is it like Vision? Once the hex is gone, it doesn't exist anymore. I did. Did she? I don't think she showed any powers after the I, hex had gone. I have a feeling it has something to do. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be explained because obviously, um, with one of the after credit scenes of the final episode, she goes into the um, into the, the theater, meets the scroll. Yeah, that's uh, so cool. You know, we're going to take you to talk to him, who is obviously going to be Nick, right? Yeah, yeah on the 100%. space station, um, which I think was going to be great. It's going to be a nice little reunion. They won't have seen each other in a long time. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I I have a feeling they might kind of because from what I'm seeing, the next project she'll be in is Captain Marvel two. Mm. And potentially, see, well, no, not potentially. I feel like she really is going to be in Secret Invasion uh, because I know that Samuel L. Jackson is leading that that Disney Plus show specifically. That would be good. So it would make sense. Um, so I feel like they're going to diagnose her and kind of say, "Oh, this is what the, you know. This is why it's happened. You've been because I'm pretty sure uh, in the episode four, Darcy said something about radiation, didn't she? She did, yeah about emitting a lot of radiation. So I think it probably could be said that her going through the amount of times that she did is what affected her. Oh, yeah, it affected herself, yeah. didn't it? I totally forgot about that. I feel yeah. like um, we're going to get just Darcy appearing in all these shows randomly. Like, <laughs> I would honestly be so happy if she just randomly just appears in like these like little shows, just being Darcy, basically. Like I would I would have loved to have seen more of her in the finale, I understand. Yes. That it was probably... COVID yeah. that was to blame for not yeah. seeing her more. Uh, but she did also get one of the best lines in the entire finale. So yeah. um, enjoy prison. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very funny. You know, 100%. Yeah, I, I completely, I love that episode was really good where we got a bit of backstory in regards to what's going to happen in. And we got more into Monica and we got more into the backstory and we got to know the new director who's a complete dick. Uh, yeah, I really like that backstory. And then obviously going forward, we'll see we've got the Quicksilver, what we talked about. Uh, the Halloween episode, we got we, we can't not talk about the Halloween episode. Um, the the references in that are just absolutely mm-hmm. mind-boggling. I think so there's Malcolm a the Spider-Man reference in there. There's a Malcolm Middle reference in there. There's the original costume reference in there. Yeah, I mean uh, the parent trap and the Incredibles with a film showing at the yeah. cinema. 
Yeah. Like, it's, oh, man, like, that's just, like, absolutely. And then, obviously, you can't go without saying that, obviously, um, Wanda and Vision and uh, Quicksilver and mm. Tommy and Billy all wore comic-accurate comic um, costumes. Yeah. Well, they, kind of like DIY homemade comic book accurate. Costumes. They were, they were, yeah, no, they were, per- they were, they were the costumes were just perfect, weren't they? Like, so, so really, I, th- I thought that episode was really good and it, uh, it hit the kind of right note for me uh, in regards to that. Uh, and then obviously during the end, we got to see, you know, how powerful, how even more powerful Wonder actually is. Yeah. We get, each episode, we get a little bit more in regards to how powerful it is. And then boom, we got that. And it was like, fuck, like, you know, that's uh, that's scary. That is. I want to give props to the writers on that as well, because the fact that they did that so well and so smoothly, because obviously her MCU origin story was the mind storm, right? That's That was how, yeah. until now, we knew about how she got her powers and that and that i believe the reason that that was the origin of her powers was because obviously 20th century fox still owned the copyright to the word mutants Newton, and yeah, yeah. x-men yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff so they couldn't have the her official origin story because technically you know in the comics and stuff they are mutants so even Mag- magneto's in- daughter isn't it yeah, yeah magneto yeah, is their yeah. father yeah um but obviously now they do have the rights to it. I love how they've kind of gone, yeah, you know, the origin story that we've, you know, known for the past five years about, yeah. about her. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to go back to the comic book accurate yeah. uh, uh, origin story and make it like, yeah, she's been a witch all along. It's just the mind stone that kind of activated the powers. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it so much. And such a, like, like I said, a smooth way of bringing it in without it seeming too much like a, a convoluted way of, of it yeah of it yeah coming into it still it. worked it just just tapped in and enhanced her let's say mutant genes yeah um, uh, when they did that i was like brilliant that they can they can work with that they can now bring in the mutants mm-hmm. excellent they've they've it was a it was a perfect segue into yeah. getting them in um yeah no I'm, I'm because the thing is as well so you can, i mean the the excuse they can give uh, for mutants now is that the mutant genes always been there, but when Thanos, you know, the fact because there was three technically three snaps, mm. all of those snaps could have affected well, the entire globe and could yeah. have activated all of these people's powers. Well, and stuff. It's the stone that did the snapping, so yeah, and it's the stones that are doing their powers. Exactly, we we could have it, um, you know, in in future ones that um, there was a group of people that had the mutant gene, uh, and the snap has kind of brought something out in them. Mm-hmm. Um, they might even do it where a whole um, it'd be interesting, but a bit bit difficult to do. Where they could be like Professor Xavier's school's always been there, but he's just hidden it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's it's so many, way. so many ways to go about. It. I'm excited to to see what they do with this. Uh, oh, they have they have a lot to do, and it, it's 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 nerve wracking. I think they're probably nervous, <laughs> more nervous than anyone to be honest. Yeah, to, to get it right, but uh, it, it's going to be good. Um, they have I a mean, good track record. Hundred percent. I mean, moving on from the Malcolm in the Middle episode, we had the next episode, which was a, a mixture of what Modern Family, as well as like The Office, as well as like Parks and Rec. They did that episode so well. Breaking the fourth wall episode. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it's just, it, it hit the nail on the head, didn't it? For that kind of... Uh... You know, my favourite bit about that episode is the kind of Vision and Darcy side plot where <laughs> they're trying to get back from the edge of the hex back yeah. into town. 
I just I honestly loved it because you know you had this whole bit in the in the in the ice cream truck was it was it an ice cream yeah truck? it was Something. yeah um and then obviously they're being delayed by all these increasingly silly things but then obviously at the same time it was cut into vision in front of the ice cream truck being interviewed in like the kind of office parks and rec kind of um homage way and then obviously towards the end of the episode he's like why why am i here speaking to you guys i just i need to go i mean why am i doing this it's just so well done yeah so really well written i really loved it and then obviously then we got the big reveal obviously at the end of it as well uh yes which was uh, amazing obviously agatha that was that was uh that was good uh, did you did you guys know where it was going at that point? I was still a bit unaware of where it was going until it started getting creepy, and I was like, "Wait a second. I as think... soon as she took the kids, I knew this was going to be the big reveal. I just just had a feeling. Yeah. I, I you know, I'd already come to the conclusion that it was probably going to be Agatha. like every, yeah. I mean, out of all the theories, that was the one that everyone got solid on the money, really. Yeah, um absolutely. We got the music it makes video. the most sense. From like episode one, I was seeing TikToks where people were like, yeah, Agnes, Agatha Harkness. I'm like, how the hell do people notice that? Like, I did not even think about that. But it's like, it made complete sense, yeah, obviously. 100%. Um, And then obviously, this, oh, Agatha all along is the yeah. bop of the century. That is a <laughs> big bop. That's a big bop, isn't it? And I, um, I just have to say at this point as well, the uh, Robert and Christa, Kristen Anderson Lopez, who were the, were the songwriters on Frozen and Frozen 2, um, they actually wrote all of the the sitcom themes and they also wrote Agatha all along. And That's just, amazing, that is. They That's did, brilliant. did an amazing job of it. I mean, yeah. how would we expect anything less? Because Frozen and Frozen 2 both have like massive bops in them as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, th- th- I didn't know that at all. I mean, I thought all the intros were absolutely incredible. They were spot on, weren't they, really? But another thing that uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez confirmed on Twitter, which I thought was just so clever, is that um, she was, you know, everyone was saying how good Agatha All Along is and how wonderful of a song it is. And she was like, there's a reason that you you love it so much. And it's because it's instantly recognizable because in all of the other sitcom songs, they use the same four bars of music, I think, throughout in, in different ways. So uh, that when we heard Agatha Roll Along, it was instantly recognizable and it was like we kind of known that it was coming. Exactly. Breadcrumbs Musical along. breadcrumbs, yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That is. That's that's very that's knowledgeable. There you go. You, you learn something new every day. Uh that's incredible. That is. Um, so good. Moving, moving on to the last kind of two episodes. So in regards to the the episode before the season finale, the previous on, we got a bit of a backstory in regards to... Um, this was my favourite episode. This was your favourite episode. So I, I want to hear then, mate. What, what, what did you love about the episode? Tell, tell me. It's just, um, you know, you've got the reveal, you know, Agnes is no longer that friendly neighbourhood, the kooky neighbour. She is <laughs> quite powerful, uh, you know, she's probably the only person that has been able to match uh wanda for the for her entire time in the mcu there's been no one who's been able to even stop her powers so to see that for the first time was great you know actual thinking to yourself oh wanda might actually lose this one obviously she won't just hear her but yeah yeah it's they had that tension and you know going going back uh getting these little 
bits that you kind of like, I was wondering what happened, happened there. Like the bit where she was like, we waited under a bed uh, for Tony Stark to kill us. I yeah. thought that would have been a great bit to visualize. And the fact that they did the whole, uh, they had their family was a happy family. They were watching sitcoms. She loved the sitcom. Mm-hmm. There was war outside, but the sitcoms took her out of the bat, the darkness. Yeah. And when she's in this darkness, adults, adulthood, those mm-hmm. sitcoms come back to, you know, mentally stabilize her. Um, I thought that was beautiful. No, didn't like it. Alex? No, 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 no. I love, no, I'm just saying like I, the way I nodded my head, I was like, oh my God, it's just like so incredible how, <laughs> yeah. how they did it. Yeah. Oh, it even had the Malcolm in the middle, Bewitched. Straight away, the first two episodes, I was like, this is like an episode of Bewitched. It was great. Yeah. Um, and the, oh, was this, this was the, the, just the bit that stood out in the entire show was that bit after she, you know, she tried to get Vision's body back. She didn't get it back. I was like, what? But Sword Director said that she took it misdirection i love love a bit of misdirection and just that bit where she's at the empty plot to grow old with i I fucking teared up i'm not afraid to mention it to to say it oh (sighs) kevin smith mate kevin smith's been crying through you know (laughs) any mcu mate like the guy's passionate isn't he he loves a bit of mcu i just think that you know, because the underlying theme of WandaVision, if you strip it all back, is obviously grief and how Wanda processes the amount of grief that she has because so many terrible things have happened to her over her the course of her being in the MCU, you know, losing her parents, losing yeah. Pietro, losing Vision, uh, being blipped for five years and not knowing what, you know, to do with herself. And then... Mm-hmm. Coming um, into a new world. That, yeah, and exactly all that kind of stuff. And just the way that the writers so eloquently portrayed the the way that she processed the way that she was processing her grief was mm. just it was exquisite and yeah you know um the fact that they linked it back like the reason that it was the sitcoms was because it was the last connection she really had to her parents and yeah. I, you know it's just amazing and then of course you know Paul, I love Paul Bettany to the moon and back. I think he's an incredible actor. I think his role as Vision has been in, impeccable. Like I said, one of my favourite characters in the MCU and solidified by the line in the flashback where he says, oh. um, "What what is grief if not love persevering? Oh. Because yeah. that, that big got me as well. So <laughs> good. Just yeah, amazing. So Just good. incredible. And I think as well, you know, there was a lot of... Um, a lot of people praising that line and saying, you know, oh, it's so well done. And then uh, people then counter say, you know, complain yeah. and saying, oh, it's not that deep. It's just a, a you know, a, a, you know, a Marvel, like you, you're just a Disney corporate shill. And it's uh, like, just, I, I personally think that like, if, if something speaks to you, it doesn't matter what it is, whether yeah. it's a kit, whether it's something on CBBS, whether it's mm. the highest form of like, classy Martin Scorsese film or whether it's a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show, if mm. a line in that show speaks to you and helps you process something that you're going through in your real life, then albeit let you know, let it happen. There's 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 nobody in front of you to say that's not valid because it completely yeah. is. And I feel Absolutely. like that's yeah. something that's so good as well is that it's it's kind of helped loads of people kind of yeah. process their own grief as well. Yeah. Fun fact about Paul Bettany, um he Two minutes before he got offered the role of Vision, you might know this already, um, he had a call from his agent saying that you're pretty much done. Your time as an actor is done. Uh, we're dropping you from 
the company. We no no longer rep- want to represent you. They had a swearing match. And he put the phone down. He's like, damn it, what am I going to do now? And then Joss Whedon calls him up and goes, hey, do you want to be Vision? And then boom, Paul Bettany is now this, you know, loved character. Mm. And he was in uh, Solo because of his performance of Vision. It's just a great story of, you know, someone hitting a low and then getting a, you know, get, good get a big, Yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, I like yeah, that. That's pretty really cool, that is. I think one of the things I love about them, and we will jump onto the finale now after I said this, is the chemistry between Elizabeth Olsen and uh, Paul Bettany is absolutely one of the best in the MCU. Next you can level. tell they actually really get on quite well, like behind mm-hmm. the screen. Well, I, I don't want to speak from not seeing what they're, but I, I can't imagine they would be at odds in the slightest. Oh, there's no. chemistry there. There's there's definitely some sort of chemistry there. And uh, yeah. No, no hate to Robert Denny Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow, but like, you know, Elizabeth Paulson yeah. and Paul Bettany have that chemistry in draws over them too, completely. 100%. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, jumping on to the finale now, the end finale. Uh, I love the finale. I loved all the action scenes, really, really did. Felt there's some bits that fell, fell a little bit flat for me in regards to, like you said, we didn't get enough Darcy, didn't really get enough Darcy from that. I could have done again, like I said, with more Jimmy Woo because Jimmy Woo was one of my favorite things about the show. I thought he was awesome. I want that, want that X Files show of just yeah. him going around, in, uh, going around trying to find like crimes, but crimes of like, like um, that like smaller villains have done in the MCU. So it won't yeah. even have to be like a massive villain. Do you know what I mean? Like little kind of henchmen. You're, oh my god, I recognize that. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. You get little cameos throughout it. That'd be sick. Uh, that would be awesome. I'd love that. Um, so in regards to finale, a couple of things to point out. Obviously, that was for me. We had we got we obviously at the end of it anyway, at the end of the last episode, the credits, we got white vision. So we got white mm-hmm. vision that came in uh to it. Uh and the ship we, of Thief. Yes, and we got the we got a book, and I can't remember what the book's called. Uh, and we got an after credit scene with uh with uh, Elizabeth Olsen as well, which we will yeah. talk yeah. about within detail. Uh finale though, guys, opinions. What did you yay, nay, here and there? Do you want to go first, Alex? Go on. Yeah, I I <laughs> okay, so I liked it. I was incredibly I was I, I maybe not go as far to say as blown away, but I was very much firmly in the camp of I didn't let the the, the over theorization get in my head too much. Yeah. Um, because I knew if I did, if I was expecting Doctor Strange, if I was expecting um, a mutant, if I was expecting the multiverse, if I was expecting a Mephisto or whatever, that I was going to be disappointed and just knew for a fact. So I thought, you know what, push it all aside. Let's just watch this as if it's its own thing. And I, I loved it. I thought the, you know, the action was great. They really amped it up um, because we, obviously it's been pretty sans action. Um, yeah up until that point uh, you know the fight between the visions was incredible and then that obviously that ended in them both being like waxing philosophical at each other which was just so on brand for vision and so wonderful and then the fight between agatha and wanda was great um and yeah just uh, and there was so many little little nice moments as well like you know the scene between monica and uh, billy and tommy uh, where Hayward was obviously about to shoot them and she goes and stands in front of them. Um, and then Billy stops the the bullet and she Monica turns around and is like, nice tricks, kid. Uh, and then he's like, I like yours too. I just, that's such a nice moment, such a mm. cool, cool yeah. thing. Um, and then obviously I could not go without talking about the final scenes between um, Wonder and Vision as the hex is closing in. 
I when I tell you when they were saying goodnight to the kids and they were you know about to close the door, I was blubbing like a babe, like oh yeah. my god. Because and um I read a theory as well online that because um Billy, one of his powers is being able to read minds. So uh, there's a theory that he like would have known that that was about to happen to them, which just makes it 10 times more emotional. <laughs> um, and then that final scene in the front room of the house between Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Benny, they were absolutely acting the socks off. Um, and then it'll stand to reason that we'll say hello again, again, another line that was just completely just felt everywhere. Just so good. Um, and then obviously that whole moment where, you know, where he disappears and then she's just back in the empty lot again. It was just so well done. I just think, you know, the character moments, that's what WandaVision is. It is a character study. Mm. And we got, we got that just completely and a very satisfying ending. Oh, and Taylor, what, what do you think? Finale for yourself. So the finale, um, I feel like that your, your, points where you said you wanted to see more of these characters i feel like um the show kind of up until that point it was it was written as a show but then i feel like the final episode was like the final act of a movie in mm. a sense you know good um overcoming e evil big battle kind of thing it, it kind of played like a, uh, the end of a movie i yeah. think that's why it, it kind of there was a few like you say bits where you want to see a bit more uh jimmy is it Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy Woo, yeah. And a bit more of Darcy, but, yeah. you know, in a, in a movie, kind of, at the end of the movie, it's just about the main character's finale kind of thing. And I think that's what they, they tried to do. Um, can we please talk about this? <laughs> the finally, she's called Scarlet Witch now, and she has the Scarlet Witch costume, which is uh, fantastic. I wanted I wanted costume, a cape, yeah. but was that was still, still great. You know, finally got the tiara? Is it a tiara? I, I would say like maybe head piece. Head piece, yeah. Yeah, that Finally costume. Cowl. Is it a cowl, maybe? No, yeah. cowl, cowl is Batman. Batman. Oh, no, oh no. cowl is yeah. Um no, but uh yeah, that, that costume is uh fantastic fan service at its best. Yeah. And not fan service just to please people. Mm. Fan service because it is done right and it and then through that it has pleased people. Yeah. Uh, just another little sort of detailed tidbit about the outfit at the top. Um, just below a neck, uh, on a neckline, um, there is a little uh, kind of, because there's obviously some holes in the top, yeah. kind of where there's a little bit of a gap. And in the middle, the hole is shaped like the Mind Stone. That's cool. So good. Yeah. Uh, the attention to detail is just... White yeah. Vision's disappeared as well, so I'm sure that we'll get him back at some point. Because, I mean, Paul Bettany said recently that uh, he will play Vision, he will ha happy to play Vision, any type, type of Vision till the end of his life. So I'm happy of that. It's a great yeah. casting choice. Um, so we talked a little bit about uh, one of the credit scenes in regards to the cinema uh, yes. that we got. Other credit scene we've got to talk about because it's a big one. Uh, is is realistically? I know we are theorizing a little bit, but it is sort of linking into the multiverse. It's going to be well, absolutely. So it's going to be linking into the multiverse, like realistically. Uh, the end scene with Scarlet Witch and uh, what's the book called, guys? Because I'm the Dark Hold. 
the dark hold uh yeah. and obviously it looks very peaceful shin like a life thing during the whole kind of like i'm i'm single and i'm independent kind of vibe <laughs> uh and then we go into the house and it's completely different she's yeah. that's not her uh, so i'm like wow that's that's awesome and she's doing the whole kind of doctor strange thing where her head's moving like really fast and she's yeah, doing yeah, yeah. uh she's obviously practicing magic um she, no she, she's she is totally looking for um a timeline mm. where her kids exist and yeah. that's when the last thing she hears is the kids talking and she's like found it yeah that, that's how i read it i don't know how you guys took it no but, but um, do you know what now you said that that makes a load of sense yeah she was looking through the multiverses going right which which uh which you know timeline has these kids existing and i'm gonna get them and then she hears their voices and she kind of her eyes light up boom she's found it and that'll be because she's a big part of the Doctor Strange movie. Well, apparently, uh, the rumor is again theorizing as well. So sorry, guys. Uh, people are saying that you know they, she might be the villain in the multiverse uh, in, the, in the new Doctor Strange film. Do you know what? I I feel like they've villain vilified her enough. She was vilified in Civil War. She was vilified in this a bit too much. I think her character is not a villain. I don't think she's. She's a I mean, she's someone who's she, lost. She, she does do some certain. questionable shit in the comics, to be honest. Oh yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this I, version of her deserves to be a villain anymore. I think I think there's there's a very good opportunity because obviously she doesn't completely understand her powers yet, and I feel like that's how they're actually going to bring Agatha back into it because I know that Agatha is actually a mentor to. Um, to wander in the comics, so I feel like yeah. that's definitely the route for for them to bring her back. She's going to need Agatha's knowledge at some point mm. to further her her knowledge of her own powers. Uh, but I feel like maybe she'll accidentally do something uh, that she didn't she doesn't mean to. That will again, sort of like uh, the hex, where it'll you know kill some people or damage loads wow. of stuff or whatever. I th um, I think this is another theorizing so. Agatha Harkness's first appearance is in a Fantastic Four comic where um, the kids of uh, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman, uh, no one can look after them. So Agatha's, she's got these powers. She can kind of be the babysitter. That would be quite interesting because they've got Agatha on tap now. So if the Fantastic Four are introduced, which they do have the rights for now, they could quite easily go, we have no babysitter for this. And Scarlet Witch might turn around to Mr. Fantastic and go, do you know, I've got quite a powerful witch that on tap that that could you know hold her own against these powerful children that could be how they bring her back but yeah just theorizing i mean they know she you know we know exactly where she is now she yeah. ain't going anywhere she's going to be in westview yeah she doesn't know any difference so well I, I said to alex the other day when i was messaging you i said when i was i messaged about the finale i said one of the things i'd love to see and obviously you were saying it's probably way way down the line that they do it I'd like to, one of the big things I know, and again, I'm not uh, too knowledgeable about the comics, but I know there's this, the famous part where uh, Wanda turns around and she says, no more mutants. Um, I'd love to see that on the big screen. So much love to see that on the big screen. Because it's very similar to the snap, if you think about it, realistically, isn't it? Like, obviously, I mean, you're not losing half of Earth, but you're losing every single mutant. Like, that's It definitely could me. happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just you know, keep growing. Yeah. Scarlet it's Witch totally is going to be, plausible. you know, up there i feel like you know the big focuses of the next kind of saga so yep. to speak are actually are actually are going to be 
probably her Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. I'm excited for um, all three. That's amazing. And obviously, we're going to be getting Lady Thor as well. I think yeah. she's going to be a big focus. Have yeah. you seen how hench Natalie Portman is? She has got jacked up. Yeah. Really? Oh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen. So I think that, yeah, you know, it's just going to go up from up and up. And, ob- you know, yeah. if in, if at the end of a film, there's a, an after credit scene that leads into another film, yeah. you know, what at the end of WandaVision, that after credit scene... Yeah. That is the lead into Doctor Strange. I I'm, mean, she was literally in the astral plane, which yeah. is we've only ever seen the sorcerers or Doctor Strange do yeah. in Doctor Strange. And another thing, we've only ever seen Doctor Strange go into the astral plane when he was either unconscious or sleeping. Yeah. However, Wanda can just do it while making a cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's going to be really interesting. I'm not... Was- if there was ever any doubt about yeah. who the most powerful person is in that universe, it's, it's, it's Wanda so far. I mean, yeah. the moment when Agatha said, you're going to have powers that rival the Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange. Yeah. I was like, okay. Wow. Damn. And I mean, yeah. she did also drop in the, the prophecy is that you're going to destroy the world. Yeah. So yeah. That's, I'm excited that's for that. Thing. One of the last things I'll say in regards to Doctor Strange film, uh, Obviously, he did a little bit of a hinty hint on his uh, Instagram or Twitter, Bruce Campbell, saying it was nice to go to do that film, be in that <laughs> film, that director. Bruce Campbell, because it's going to be the multiverse, so they're going to have like different versions of like superheroes. Make Bruce Campbell someone like the Hulk or like Thor or something like that, and I will love that so much. My money's on Nick Fury. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? Bruce Campbell as Nick Fury. Would that be- sounds like a good, yeah. That's a good. That's a that is a good one. Um, overall thoughts, though, guys, of the series. Uh, for myself, I'll jump in there straight away. I love the series. Thought it was really good. I like the metaphor that you had in regards to the mountain uh, metaphor at the beginning, uh, mate. I completely agree with that. Uh, I'm excited to see what comes next, um, and I'm, I'm excited because uh, in about I think it's a week's time we get um, uh, Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we will come back after we watch them all, and we will talk about that as well. Us three will. Uh, guys, final thoughts on on it, on it in general, or did I you have think your... I think you know everything that we could have possibly said about it. You know, in regards to to how how we felt has been said, but yeah. just final thoughts. I mean, it was just great, and for it to be the stepping stone into Phase Four, for it to be the first. Marvel Cinematic Universe TV series. I mean, they've started on a belter, so mm. the Falcon and the Winter Soldier better be good because it's yeah. got a very, very, very big shoes to fill. It does, yeah. I, I, um, I, I loved it. I feel like um, these these first two series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. WandaVision is, as you say, the stepping stone for you know the magical realm, the astral realm, so yeah. the multiverse, which will include Doctor Strange and Spider Man. I really see Falcon and the Winter Soldier being the ground version of uh, the next phase. So I think that will be the stepping stone of, yeah. you know, say Blade, uh, Moon Knight, which I, I cannot stress en- enough mm-hmm. how excited I am. When they announced Moon Knight, I lost my mind. I love the Moon Knight comics. They are my favorite. Um, and to, to introduce those ground ones, I'm really excited for. But like you said, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has got a lot to live off, live yeah. up to. Yeah, um, It's going to be hard. But I think, you know, Marvel might pull it off. I yeah. mean, yeah. If any, yeah, if any studio great. will, it'll be Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Get some cameos in, you know, 
Falcon and the yeah. Winter Soldier. Really excited to see Baron Zemo as well. I, he was a great yeah. in Civil War. He was it has to be, I mean, you know, there's from where we're standing right now, there's another three Marvel TV series coming out this year. So, I mean, you know, we're being fed. It's, oh, it's Loki very good. As well. Oh, yeah. We've got Loki as well. So, yeah. Yes. So, well, wait. No, yeah. So, we've got, obviously, we've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, you know, I'm excited for. I mean, I'm bothered about two men with trauma who are both on a frisbee. Maybe not, but, um, you know, I, I'm quite excited. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Loki, they released a new clip today, a new kind of mixed trailer. Oh, oh my God, it looks so good. I'm personally looking forward to Owen Wilson in that person. I like Owen Wilson. He's <laughs> wow. just an awesome wow. guy, isn't he? Um, wow. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward if to it. If he mate. doesn't say wow at yeah. least once, yeah. then I will be saying things. Um, and then, of course, uh, towards the end of the year, we're also going to be getting this Marvel, which I can't wait for. I think that's going to be great. We are, aren't we? Yeah, wow. Um, and also Hawkeye, which is going to be introducing another one of the Young Avengers as well. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So um, big, big shoes to fill. Um, go on, yeah. sorry. It has to be said that Miss Marvel is set in New Jersey, which is where Westview is, which might explain how uh, Kamala Khan herself gets her powers. Oh, that is true, actually. Um, guys, before we leave, uh, have you guys seen anything? Maybe movie, movies, any new movies? One, one new movie that maybe you've seen that you thought was good that you want to shout out at all? Let me jump to my letterbox and I'll, I can tell you exactly. Uh, yes, actually, I watched Raya and the Last Dragon last night. Good? Yes, very good. I yep. was... Um, I mean, I always expect high things from Disney Animation Studios now. When you're popping out classics like Moana and Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen, yeah. you know, you're always going to be expecting high standards, but it yeah. really does live up to the hype, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the characters were great. Um, you know, the side characters as well. The story was wonderful. The underlying themes. I just feel like it... That, you know, with the messages that it sends, it came yeah. out at the perfect time. It's really Perfect. Good. And uh, Taylor, Taylor, have you seen anything recently at all? Uh, the two things that are standing out to me, one is a show and the other is a film. Okay. Uh, both on Netflix. So okay. I'll start with the TV show. It's a documentary series that really, just, I just loved it. Age of the Samurai, uh, Battle for Japan. It's a documentary series. You got uh, historians talking about the 15th century civil war in Japan, okay. along with these high budget reenactments. And it's just a fantastic show. And to, to the fact that it, it actually happened is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, a film that really blew me away recently was Malcolm and Marie. I just, just the pacing of that film and the dialogue, the script and the acting, it's just, it is just 10 out of 10, that mm-hmm. film. It's just, I just loved it. It was just yeah. so fucking well written. Yeah. Um, those are, those are the two things that I can think of at the top of my head. I think for me, very quickly, uh, movie I talked about uh, at the beginning, I care a lot. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. It was different to what I've seen before. TV show, which I will be doing, and I will be doing a special uh, hour to two hour podcast on this TV show because I haven't talked about the first series. I need to talk about the second series when it finishes, but Snowpiercer, I'm watching at the moment. That, again, is a weekly show, uh, which I'm loving at the moment because every, every week I'm looking forward, every Tuesday I'm looking forward to it so snowpiercer i'd recommend that highly it's on netflix uh but yeah um guys it's been an absolute pleasure to have you both on here again uh we'll be doing more of this now i've got a bit of spare time uh all all around but um 
thank you for listening guys uh if you have stuck with us and you have watched wonder vision that's great uh let me know what you think uh if you have any ideas in regards to maybe you want to come on the podcast and talk about certain things with us feel free to let me know uh but it has been an absolute pleasure thank you for the continued support and i uh, hope you enjoyed it thanks guys <laughs>